what I can talk about finals uh, is uh, first of all it was it was unbelievable because I mean, coming coming from Div One, my first season playing finals, it's really unbelievable. I guess, right? Mm. <laughs> you know it. How does it feel? You I know, guess you can justify capacity. You know, a crowd that is filled capacity the way it was, especially in Game Seven and Lugogo. Yeah. Like being part of that moment. How did it feel? It really feels. It feels great. It gives you the composure to really play. How much of a distraction is it anyways, the crowd? Of course, yeah, it's it's really a distraction because... Especially you had more, half, more than half the stadium was for the cannons. At, and you know, at times, let me say, I'll talk about my number mm. for the crowd. I mean, point that at times, in most cases, I'm always proposed. So, at times, the crowd can distract you to be of a show or something like that. But you just need to control it. I, I think it also comes... With experience, you build it with experience. Do you? At times, you can't control it. Do you have those moments where you feel like I need to give the fans something? Yeah, I do, but then I, I need to control myself and keep on the business. What does Coach Nick always say about uh, a little bit of fanciness? He doesn't like it. He will tell me basics first. No fanciness. Yeah, at times you see when when I, I start playing fanciness or being fancy, he will still punch me. When I come on bench, you tell me I don't like that kind of play, and I'll have to change it. Is maybe more like uh, Tracy McGrady. How do you build that in how you how? Let's talk about how you carry yourself on court. Um, okay, I think I'll, I'll say that starts from training, because uh, what I do in training is what I do in the game. There's there's nothing different. Um, the way I train, I train as if I'm playing the real game. So that really helps me to adjust when I when I when I reach in the game. So makes makes things easy for me. You seem to be uh, for for a young for a young player who's just come in the NBL. Like how you carry yourself, the excitement. Uh, how, what helps you to stay grounded? In? Uh, uh, okay, what helps me is the posi- positivity. Uh, I don't go with the negativity. So if someone comes and tell me you're small, I won't care about that. I still I'll be like we are all people. We are equal, so there's nothing different. I'll, I'll keep on that and I'll work more harder, cause yeah, at times like height is needed in the game, which at times I don't have, you know. Okay, which I don't have, mm-hmm. but then I can work hard, cause I've seen the likes of Chris Paul, um, Isaiah Thomas. They really work hard and they inspire me, cause those are those are the guys I watch. How they play, how they work out. Yeah, I think. I need to work more, more, more harder than anyone here, anyone in the league, to be better and to outcompete them. It's tough for players to cross over, you know, from Division One and be proficient and effective in, in the NBL. Okay. First of all, I'll, I'll talk about the fear. Mm. Uh, you know, coming from Division One to, to NBL, you're going to find experienced and better players. So, at times you get that fear, you're scared. Then another thing I will talk about the plays. In Div One, there are few plays. When you come to the NBA, the plays are many, which you have to cope up with. If you don't, it will be hard for you to play in the league. And I've seen, I've seen guys who are hard working in Div One, guys who can really ball. I think it's it's all about the process and time when you get there.
Some of these guys were seasoned players, Isaac Afidra, former MDP, MDPs, Phil Pameni, you are Joseph Ico, like very notable. How did you overcome as a team and you personally? Okay, first of all, yeah, what you said, I also heard of it. As underdogs, people are saying we are young, but that's the, that's the same thing that inspired us to, to come when we are hungry because even though we are young, basketball still remains the same. The basics are always the same, they won't change. So that's what we used and we kept on encouraging each other to make it. So I think by, by teamwork, I think we won by teamwork. Yeah, we really cooperated, like everyone. What's your fondest mo moment and memory from that series against Power? <laughs> huh? Cyrus TV. Uh, what happened with Cyrus TV? <laughs> okay, he's a, he's a good player. He plays, he plays really good defense, but then that, that rough part of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember during that series, they kept on sending people to you. Cyrus TV, uh, even uh, Opolot, OP. It was a physical contest. How did you handle and try to contain yourself and you know keep delivering and doing what you're supposed to do on the floor? Yeah. Okay. First of all, yeah, you, 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 you can see that at times they really squeezed me, but then on each time out I had, I had to meditate and relax. So uh, I kept myself calm. I think that's what helped me. With them. How much of a beating were you taking? <laughs> It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Finals with the Oilers. Mentally, how exhausting was that that finals to start with? I think, I think the finals were were more competitive to me because if I'm to say the skill level was was a bit a bit better than us, mm. use that uh, they look more better and. They, they really played, they, out, uh, they, play, they outplayed us, they were very smart, and I think they experienced, and yeah, yeah indeed they were them six-time champions, by the time we played them, they really had the experience, so it wasn't easy for us to beat them. What was the hardest part about that series? I think the hardest part came, came in game seven. Mm. I think game seven wasn't easy because they really came for us and they outplayed us. Uh, and before that, you had your moments, you know, like uh, you wrote your name all over that series. Yeah. Uh, how was it playing against these season guys and doing what you did in that in that series, like, and being called to be a leader, you know, in the finals in your rookie year, you know. Coming down from PD one. I think that that only inspired me mm. and it made me work harder. I went back and watched a few videos. I had to correct my mistake mistakes. So I really wanted to come back and improve. So I think each and every game I came with a different improvement if you to see because I really wanted to win. So coming down three one, it looked to be unbelievable that we wouldn't come back. But then Nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. And let's talk about mental toughness, especially in a series like that one. And then you go down three-one. How much toll does it take, and how much requirement for you to be mentally tough does it really take, take on you? Or does it take from you? Um, first of all, what you need to do is you need to meditate. 
you need to think of what you're going what you're going to do in the next game and the next game so uh, what i did is i went back i watched a few videos For example, where the video where Cleveland came came from down, the new one, what they did, they like the, the inner strength they had a bit. So I need, I needed to to adjust on my inability, and, and you know, you know, I think I think like a person, a person as a person is the general is destiny. So I just needed to to come back better. Hungry. It was a notable achievement. Yeah, you were outstanding achievement of the year 2019, and you were nominated alongside City Oil as a team, and then Bali Fayed as as a player from from the UCU Canons. You know, uh, what kind of what kind of emotion does it draw in you, like in your first season, in being recognized, and how much of it does it have to? Tell you about how much work you've put in and how much work you still have to put in to be a great player. Um, being nominated like that, I'd say I, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it, and when I was nominated, it really showed me that at least I added on something. At least I worked on something, right? Yeah, the season has not been easy. As you know, we have to keep social distancing and. Like, Follow the guidelines, so it doesn't stop you from working. Yeah, so at least you can do home workouts. Yeah, so I got a chance as lucky. I got got where to train from. So I have not stopped working. Yeah, I'm keeping it up, and I want to improve. As you know, learning doesn't end; it continues. So yeah, that's what I First of all, I was I was a bit nervous. To tell you the truth, I was scared because I was really like I was really scared to compete with the big guns. I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk a little bit about what one of my captains told me mm. when I joined uh, by names of Joas. Uh, when I when I just re- reached, he told me, "I know you're a good player. You're young, and it's not going to be easy for you. Like nothing comes easy, or nothing comes from a silver plate. Mm. Yes, you played Div One, you've been good, but then you need to adjust because." Here we play with a lot of players. So if you want to play with Coach Nick, mm. you, need, you need to cope up with the players, you know. So when I got to understand that, I really worked on it. Uh, this is why he told me uh, a bit of playing time. So when he told me about playing time, he told me it won't be easy because we are many and the competition is there. But he told me, but man, even though you get five minutes, just mm. use them wisely. So I took his word. I went and worked hard. He helped me also adjust my game. He always used to to teach me the plays. So that's how I mastered them. And I think yeah, like it gave it it made my my work easy. Like popping up because he plays the same number as me. Okay, he's a shooting guard, but when I found by the time I found him, he was playing the same number as me. Yeah. yeah. So that's what he told me. I used that. Um, so I, when you see. When, when you're to see in the league, my first, I think the first round, mm. I didn't play that well because as a bit nervous, the big guys, you know that physicality, knocking, I'm scared of everything. Who had the opportunity to play, you know, to represent Uganda as a basketball without borders? How was that the specific experience, you know? Well, first of all, I, 
was like I'm living in a dream because I didn't expect it. And then I got a chance to find many NBA coaches, many NBA players, which was which was really great to me and it has really made an impact on my basketball career. Yeah, they taught me many things and, and I've been working with them. I think those are the things that have helped me improve more and more. My first and team games they were thrown to me that were played in Kenya. Uh, that was zone five, zone five. Mm -hmm. uh, which we won that. So we had we had to play them so that we qualify for, for the World Cup beyond mm -hmm. me. I think I was the youngest in the team. Mm -hmm. yes, I, I got to play with the legs of Elvis. Henry and Ramaza, who are a bit older than me. Mm. Yeah. So I also didn't believe it. I didn't expect it. There are many people who played and they didn't by that time. So when I played when I played the three World Cup, mm. that's when I think that's that helped me and he was more because I found a bit bigger guys. Mm. Guys who are experienced. So it was really tough. So I came back and worked. And I worked when I got a chance to also represent the national team and 18 in Mali, mm. which I'd already realized that they are what? They are bigger players mm. and they are really good. So I kept, I kept on working. So I think that 3 on 3 experience gave me an advantage to play better in, in Mali. How is, how is the 3 on 3 different from the normal 5 or side of basketball that we really play? What I can say, you don't really, you don't really need speed. Mm. You need to be, you need to be a quick thinker. Mm. So you won't relax. It's always a speed game. Mm. You get while you are the normal basketball. Mm. At least you get a chance to relax. You get a chance to think. Mm. I think that, that's the major difference. The difference comes with, I think, it's, it's speed. I'm talking about Coach Nick. Uh, how much of an impact? Does the kind of coach that Coach Nick have on a player like you? Um, coach Nick is a great coach because he's that kind of person who tell me, let me say, if I've done a mistake, he will tell me you need to work on this, you need to improve on it. And of course, he will come very early in the morning, he will find me on court and he will correct me and he will show me what to do. So, yeah, so to me, he has been a great coach to me. He has helped me improve. How much of work do you put in to be? Okay. And this can just be okay. in, in, res, in, you know, just like giving moral advice to people who aspire. You have quite a, a number of people like, oh, Fayed is a baller, Fayed is a How much work do you put in for guys to totally understand, you know, the amount of time and effort you put in your craft? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about this. Before I started school, you know, I, I started a bit late. I started in September. So before the, the, the season started, I think I used to work, I really used to work from from 6 to, to around 11. So you know, Coach Nick really wanted me to push more, then I had to rest and eat all those things. Then I will be back on court at 4 to 9. I, I come at 4, make my shots, improve, improve on what I do wrong, work on my handles up to 7. Team, team practice starts at 7. I'll start working from 7 to 9, training ends at 9, I'll go and eat, I'll go and rest. Uh, so, here comes this bit when, when I started school. So when I started school, I had to reduce a bit because I was a bit busy. So, like, 
I couldn't do the whole batch of work. So what I did is um, there are times when, when I'm free in the morning, I keep on with my morning workout. I have class, I won't, uh, um, I won't train, and uh, in the evening, like all his classes stop at four. So by four, I'll go, I'll, I'll slope down to the hostels, change. Uh, by five, I'll be on court. I'll still work on my things up to seven. Seven training starts up to nine. I think really yeah, you should just look in the camera right over here okay, and tell people what it takes, you know, to to become proficient and to build your confidence. People just need to hear. Just look here in the camera, tell them. Um, what I can tell you, nothing comes easy. You need to work for everything. Of course, confidence comes with hard work. If you don't work on something, you won't be confident of it. So you need to put in that work. That's what I can say.